here's a story from the world. For many immigrants, relief finally came last week when the Supreme Court ruled against the Trump administration's attempt to cancel the program known as DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. It's helped protect hundreds of thousands of young immigrants from deportation. But as the world's Monica Campbell reports, living under DACA has forced many of them to make some agonizing decisions. I connected with Nancy over Zoom, and on her wall, I spotted one of those world maps where you scratch off the places you've been to. Nancy's up to seven countries so far. France, Belgium, I have Canada, I have the U.S., I have Togo, Ghana, Benin, and Nigeria. She was born in Togo and arrived in the U.S. with her family when she was nine on tourist visas. When those visas expired, the threat of deportation was constant. Every three months or so, we'd report to immigration. We'd let them know where we're at. And then at some point, I would literally get sick from having to go to immigration. I was scared. I would have nightmares. Then Nancy qualified for DACA. She worried less about deportation, but her parents still face that threat every day. That's why she asked to use her first name only. But with DACA, Nancy could start her own legit consulting firm offering global data analysis. The UN is one of her main clients, and that's meant opportunities to travel internationally. But traveling with DACA isn't easy. If she leaves the country, there's always the risk she won't be let back in. There's a ceiling with DACA that I always tell people, like, yes, you can you can work, but there's a ceiling. And that ceiling I wanted to shatter. So two years ago, Nancy moved to Canada, Ontario. She has legal residency and a path to citizenship. She's traveled, too, scratching those countries off her map. She's also joined a global community of people who once had DACA, but have left the U.S. for more freedom. I'm not spending my life waiting on the possibility of immigration reform when there are other countries that would willingly give me residency. I think that's what helped me get on that plane and leave everything behind. It's a huge trade-off. By leaving DACA behind, it's possible she could be barred from returning to the U.S. for 10 years. Leaving is not an easy decision. Marayi Zamora returned to Mexico two years ago from North Carolina, where she lived since she was three. Her sister and her mom drove her to the airport. And then my mom hugged me and she said, I'm not crying. You're not leaving. I'm going to pretend that you're going on vacation and you're going to be back one day. So we all grew up with this. Just hold it in. We're not going to cry. Zamora, who's 26 now, had DACA in the States. But once Trump was elected, nothing felt certain, especially when one of her siblings faced deportation. Zamora met with an immigration agent about it, and their conversation terrified her. Throughout like our whole interaction, he basically told me like where I went to school, where I worked, what car I drove, where I lived, about my sister, my mom, like about everyone in my family. The anxiety that I already had like escalated, and I, I didn't want to deal with that anymore. Zamora now lives with her husband in San Luis Potosi in central Mexico, a medium-sized city that doesn't feel too big or small. She's found work as an English teacher, which she did in the U.S., but it's been a rocky transition. My first Thanksgiving, oh, it was a mess. Like, I FaceTimed my family, and while I was on FaceTime, I held it in. I didn't cry, but as soon as I hung up, the tears came down. 
She's also documenting her life on YouTube. She calls it Diary of a Native Foreigner. In one video, she shows how she sometimes has to hike up to her building's rooftop to turn on the water for her apartment. So, you know, we turn on the water pump to pump water, but we have to come upstairs to make sure that it's actually pumping. It is. Zamora's found tight-knit groups of people like her who grew up in the U.S. and returned to Mexico, and she's interviewing them one by one. So let's start with your name. What's your name? My name is Giovanni Diaz. How old are you? I am 20 years old. All right. And when did you go to the States and where did you live? I went to the United States when I was eight years old and I crossed through Texas. He talks about having DACA and being a manager at a McDonald's in Georgia. But he couldn't afford college because Georgia blocks in-state tuition for undocumented immigrants. So he went to study in Mexico. It's unclear how many people with DACA have left the U.S., but Marayi Zamora says it's important to keep track of one another, especially during the rough times. There will be a period where you question everything, where you're depressed, where you're going to want to go back. Um, So having this uh, support system is super, super important. That's Samora's message to other people like her. Know that you're not alone. For The World, Monica Campbell.